Hello everyone, I am Dalton Burdett of the Movie Nights, and if you're watching this, it's because you want to hear my uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. And uh, before we do anything, really, um, first off, should point out, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice there's no video. Um, we, as we mentioned in the past two episodes, that is because we are getting ready and gearing up to shoot our next short film, The Local, which is going to be one of the biggest projects we've ever taken on. And because of that, we are really just trying to... Um, not shoot as much other videos uh, in regards to anything on the channel other than the film. So we're just going to be doing audio only for now, although I am still uploading the clips to YouTube just, you know, to keep it everywhere and have it all be concise with the episodes on, you know, YouTube and, you know, the audio-only places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, things like that. So um, I understand if you're like, wow, I'll just go to those other places to listen to the podcast. As long as you're listening... Thank you, all six of the people who listen. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, so, with that in mind, sorry if you hear any random noises. I'm literally just sitting in my closet, because I think it's probably the safest acoustic place to do this. Um, so you might hear, like, weird noises of me tripping or trying to get, like, stories pulled up and everything. So sorry in advance about that. Um, and before we really do a whole lot, there's a couple... Well, there's one thing that I need to do right off the bat, and that is, say, um, the unfortunate news that um, Ryan Warner will no longer be a part of the movie nights in any capacity. I'm not going to get into why. It was a personal decision. He chose to step away, and he recently informed me that the decision is permanent, so it's unfortunate. I'm really sad about it, but um, we're going to respect his decision, and, you know, as more respect, we're just not going to... I'm not going to address it anymore going forward, so... But I just wanted to... It'd be weird to just never point it out, so I just want to point it out now. Um, there is a big probability that he will not be returning. But um, we're just going to go ahead and power forward, though. Um, this is probably just going to be an only movie news episode, so... Um, we're going to start off with... Okay, sorry if I'm, like, seem out of it. There was a story that dropped right before I started recording this that I just, I, I can't wrap my brain around. But we're going to get to it. I'm saving it for last because it is fucking bonkers. But um, l let's go with things that literally dropped right after I recorded the last show and I hate myself that I can't do the show live and um, have to constantly be behind on stories. Um, the Hollywood Reporter and just all the major trades um, have confirmed that Zack Snyder will actually shoot new scenes for the infamous Snyder Cut of Justice League, which, you know, we've covered ad nauseum here on the show. Um, and according to The Hollywood Reporter, um, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and Ray Fisher and Gal Gadot are going to be returning, which is interesting, you know, because Ray Fisher's problems with Warner Brothers at the moment. But uh, Henry Cavill has then since said he's not returning, but, you know, he could just be, you know, playing some sort of PR game. But none of the other actors have denied anything, and it's awesome that Zack Snyder gets to, you know, do the planned reshoots that he had planned before stepping away from the project and that HBO Max is allowing him to do so. I think that's really great. And um, it really just shows how committed HBO Max and Warner Brothers is to the to Zack Snyder's vision of Justice League and the miniseries drops on HBO Max next year. And I cannot wait. And I can't wait to see the new scenes that he's been adding. Um, going to the next story, Variety, I, th I believe, first dropped the news. Um, Samuel L. Jackson will reprise his role as Nick Fury in a new Disney Plus series. Um, that's literally all we know. We don't know who's going to be doing the series. We just know that it'll be produced by Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige. 
and we know that Samuel L. Jackson will return as Nick Fury. We don't know the title. We don't know anyone creatively behind the scenes other than the producers. And yeah, but regardless, I'm excited. Um, I think Nick Fury, I excuse me, I think Sam Jackson does an excellent job with Nick Fury. I think that he um, loves playing the character and any excuse to see more of the character I'd be down for. I wonder if they're going to do any flashbacks and like de-age him like they did in Captain Marvel. Um, this obviously isn't confirmed and probably won't happen, but one thing that I would love to see, bring back Agent Coulson and just have, uh, Agent Coulson and Nick Fury be together on the Disney Plus show, not only just so we could see them together again, but also mild spoilers for the season, series finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Coulson is alive as an LMD, so, you know, you could even make him like a Kenny and just kill him however many times you want, like, just... I would just love to see those two working together on screen again. I think that would be really great. But it probably won't happen. But, you know, just one can dream. One can dream. Um, Next, um, Hawkman in the Black Adam film has been officially cast. And he will be played by um, Aldous Hodge, who recently appeared in Lee L's The Invisible Man. And he did a very good job in that film. Um, And even when you just watch Invisible Man, he's a very big dude so you kind of look at him and you're like oh he's gonna play a superhero one day and um he did a great job in the invisible man movie he almost brought like a charm within the horror that was really nice to see and i'm i'm excited i've i've only seen him in invisible man i'm pretty sure at least i don't recall seeing him in anything else but it's um i i think it's going to be a good thing i liked the one performance i've seen him in and, you know, the Dwayne Johnson seems to be really excited that he's joined the cast and that he'll be playing Hawkman. So as long as people are excited, I'm excited. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Aldous Hodge play Hawkman. And hopefully when they bring in Hawkman, eventually they'll bring in Hawk Girl and she can join the Justice League. And all of my Justice League animated cartoon dreams can come true in live action. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. I think he's going to do a wonderful job. Coming in next, this comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. And this is just a new movie that's happening that I just thought sounded really cool. Um, apparently, Chris Hemsworth, Journey Select, and Miles Teller are all going to be making a movie called Spiderhead at Netflix, which is based on a novel, or a short novel, excuse me, that um, is almost, it takes place in the future, and it's almost, almost sounds psychedelic in a way, but it's going to be written by the Deadpool writers and directed from by the director of Top Gun Maverick, which is Joseph Kaczynski, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, but yeah, I think that's an all-star cast. Netflix, again, you know, sparing no expense to get a list on their service to drive in subscribers to watch their content. It's a smart move. Um, you know, Miles Teller, you know, we graduated from the same high school. I even got to meet him on one occasion. He was a very nice guy, and he's a terrific actor. Uh, I do think he needs a new agent, but because uh, he's the, some of the movies he's been in, haven't been as good as he is in the films and he deserves better projects so yeah i'd stumbled greatly on that what i'm trying to say is miles teller is a great actor but he doesn't always end up in great movies and it's unfortunate um but hopefully with top gun maverick and with a movie like this um that will turn around for him and people more audiences will finally see what a true talent he really is and uh, chris hemsworth is just great in everything he does even if the movie sucks kind of like miles teller uh, but yeah, no, I, that's a Netflix film I'll be looking forward to. And Journey Similat, I shouldn't just skip over. She's been excellent. Uh, she was excellent in the Birds of Prey movie. I haven't watched Lovecraft Country yet, but from everything I've heard from what everyone is saying is that she does a fantastic job in that as well. 
And uh, it's really nice to see her career start taking off because she is a phenomenally talented actress. So, you know, all they had to say was those three and I was there. But add the Deadpool writers and the Top Gun 2 director and now I'm there and I'm going to make my girlfriend watch it too. So that's very exciting. Um, Something that just dropped today... Um, surprise, Borat 2 has been shot and edited, and it comes out October 23rd on Amazon Prime. Uh, Borat, the amazing 2006 comedy, uh, is, um, starring Sasha Baron Cohen, is now getting a sequel just in time for the election, and they just released a trailer earlier today when I'm recording this, and, God, it was so, so damn funny. Like, for everything that you see, you know, from, uh, his daughter being in it and she eats the plastic baby and says like, oh, there's a baby stuck inside of me. And just, oh my God, it's, I'm, I'm going to do it a huge injustice just by like quoting lines from it. If you haven't looked up the trailer for the Borat sequel yet, please do it. And I for sure will be checking this out on Amazon Prime because apparently some shit goes down with Mike Pence that I really want to see. And uh, it just, it just looks really, really funny. And I'm very excited for it. Uh, let's see a couple more stories before we get into the big, big one. Um, so this, I pulled this next one from Deadline. Uh, Barry Jenkins, you know, director of Moonlight, If Beale Street Could Talk, you know, Academy Award winning filmmaker, is going to be doing a follow-up to the live-action Lion King movie from Disney, which is fascinating because, you know, I didn't really like the live-action Lion King. I think John Favreau is a very talented filmmaker. I just don't think that that, that movie came together very well. It felt very bland and with all the talent that was involved, it shouldn't have been that. But, interesting things to point out here. This sequel won't be based off of any animated sequel of The Lion King. It's going to be a completely original sequel. And they're literally going to godfather to it, where part of the story will be flashbacks of Mufasa younger, and part of the story will be Simba in the now. And this story is going to be told by Barry Jenkins. And that that right there is why I'm going to watch this movie. I mean, they could have announced this project, even with the in- interesting enough premise... And I just kind of would have been like, oh, you know, whatever. But Barry Jenkins is going to do this? Okay. Now you have my attention. And not not only am I excited because he's a phenomenal filmmaker and I'm sure he's going to make a great movie out of this, but he's getting that Disney money and he deserves it. Hopefully um, Lulu Wang, or Wong, I don't know how to pronounce it. I believe it's Lulu Wang, can also get some Disney money. Uh, I believe they're dating and she's also a phenomenal filmmaker. But just such... It just kind of came out of nowhere, like, oh, not only are they doing a Lion King, another Lion King movie, but Barry Jenkins is going to do it, and it's just like, okay, like, I I guess, I guess that's what we're seeing next, and yeah, no, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, I especially really loved If Bill Street Could Talk. I haven't seen Moonlight all the way through. I started watching it a few weeks ago, and something came up, and I didn't finish it, and I haven't gone back to rewatch it. But uh, I know I will at some point, because I really liked If Bill Street Could Talk. It's a great movie. And like I said before, Barry Jenkins, phenomenal filmmaker. So, you know, while I disagree with the move of making another Lion King movie, if you're going to do it, bring on talent. And nothing speaks talent like Barry Jenkins. So, really looking forward to that. And uh, this next one comes also comes to us from Deadline. Um, actually, these next three stories come to us from Deadline, so just get that out of the way. Um, there's going to be a movie made about the making of The Godfather, which is fascinating, and it will star Oscar Isaac as Francis Ford Coppola and Jake Gyllenhaal as Robert Evans, and it will be directed by Barry Levinson. 
So talk about just talent upon talent upon talent again. Um, I will be the first person to buy tickets to this movie. The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2 are some of the greatest movies ever made. And just the fact that they're making a making-of movie is wonderful. Because, yes, documentaries are very cool, but there's something more interesting about seeing it told in a dramatic storytell- storytelling kind of way with actors who are really going to want to play people that they've looked up to. So you know the performances are going to be top-notch here. And with, you know, Oscar Isaac and Jake Gyllenhaal, I can't, I can't wait to find out who's going to be playing the rest of the, you know, cast and crew of The Godfather. I wonder who they're going to get to play Marlon Brando. But uh, it, this is going to be a fascinating movie. I, I, I believe, hold on, let me look. I believe it's based on a book that somebody wrote too, like the making of book. But I could be wrong, let me see. Uh, no, it's based on a blacklisted script from a few years ago. Okay. Yes. I'm not seeing it in here that it was based on any type of book. So, yes. Yeah. So, unless I'm wrong about that, you can comment below. Let me know how wrong I am. I love when people do that. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, no, it just looks like it was based on a blacklisted script from a few years ago. Either way, I'm really excited about that. Uh, the next story... Um, Disney and Marvel have finally cast Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, for their upcoming Disney Plus series, and they're going with a relatively unknown, and I'm very sorry if I mispronounce this name, um, Iman Vellani is going to be playing Kamala Khan for Marvel and Disney Plus. Apparently, this came after auditions, and, uh, she just, she won, and that is the best thing possible. I really like when in the casting process, they just pick the best person. It's always a great thing to see, because sometimes, you know, obviously, especially with more independent projects, and, you know, they're Disney, they don't need to do this, but, like, you'll get a bigger name just to drive, you know, some more attention, but, you know, Disney being able to, you know, they don't have to bring in all this A-list talent all the time, because they're freaking Disney, but, you know, the fact that they auditioned and that this girl won is really awe-inspiring and awesome to see. I can't wait for the Miss Marvel show. We're years away from it. But uh, this also comes on news of last week of them finding directors for the series. So, you know, development is still happening on these Disney Plus shows, um, slowly but surely, and I can't wait to find out more information about more of these shows as time goes on. But, yeah, we have our Ms. Marvel, and it seems like she's going to be here to stay for a while. So congratulations to uh, Iman Vellani, and uh, I can't wait to see what you do on the show. And uh, this next story I'm very excited about. This also dropped uh, earlier today. Um, earlier this year, a movie came out called The Gentleman, written and directed by Guy Ritchie. At least I think he wrote it as well. Um, yes, he did. Such a great movie, and it had all of Guy Ritchie-isms throughout the whole entire thing. It was kind of a return to form for him after he did Aladdin, which I actually really liked. And hey, I I love his King Arthur movie. Fuck you if you don't like his... I'm just kidding. But, uh, his, his King Arthur movie I thought was severely underrated, and I think, um... It will last the test of time, and people will rediscover and like that movie. At least, hopefully. Um, But yeah, the good news about The Gentleman, though, is that Miramax is making a TV show based on The Gentleman, and Guy Ritchie is returning to write and direct the series, which is just phenomenal news. And uh, now, in the article on Deadline, it doesn't clarify if it's going to be a remake of the movie or if it's going to be a sequel to the movie, or if it's just going to be completely its own thing, just kind of based on the same premise. 
but we do know that Guy Ritchie is coming back. So ho- I'm hoping that it's related to the movie and we get some of that kick-ass cast to return. Like we got McConaughey back and Charlie Hunnam back and all those guys. It'd be so awesome if they all came back to be a part of the Gentleman TV show. That oh, That'd be so great. Um, I am going to find out how to watch that show. I didn't see in the article where, like, it's Miramax. I'm pretty sure Miramax is owned by Disney, so maybe it'll be Hulu? I, I don't know. But wh- whatever service it ends up on, I am there to watch it. And, yeah, I cannot wait for the Gentleman series. That That is going to be so great. If you haven't seen the Gentleman yet, please, please, for the love of God... Seek it out. It's so good. And also watch Guy Ritchie's earlier works as well. He's such a phenomenally talented filmmaker. And yeah, I'm going to be watching The Gentleman every episode when it comes out. And okay. So this last story, ladies and gentlemen, this final story is the one that I'm literally having an aneurysm over right now. I, I, I can't even describe to you like, okay, context. I was literally about to click record on the show today. Like, sitting in this closet about to hit record when I get a phone call from Nick. You know, movie night Nick. Calls me, Nick Iricchio, and he's just like, Dalton, 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 on the phone. I'm like, what? What is it? And he's like, you know, because we have a film coming up. I'm like, I swear to God, if he tells me, like, something's wrong with the movie, I'm going to be mad. He goes, no, no, no go to the Hollywood Reporter right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, what's going on? Fucking, you guys aren't going to believe this. Apparently, in Spider-Man 3, like, the upcoming one with Tom Holland, directed by John Watts, produced by Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal of Marvel and Sony, is going to have Jamie Foxx return as Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. For those of you wondering, why are you making this sound like a big deal? Because they're part of completely different fucking universes. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but like, holy shit. Because like, everyone had been assuming that Sony and Marvel were going to start crossing shit over on their own universes with, you know, Michael Keaton showing up in the Morbius trailer and rumors that Venom may cross over with Tom Holland at some point. But now, with these implications, it seems like we're going to start getting, like, a live-action Spider-Verse? I mean, nothing's been confirmed from the studio. Marvel had no comment, but whenever that happens, that means it's fucking true pretty much every time. But, yeah, apparently he's in final negotiations to return as Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2, which literally means this must be some sort of multiverse thing, which also will be touched upon in the Doctor Strange film. But, like, holy shit! This is actually happening. Now, why... Electro from that awful Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, who fucking knows, but I mean, does I mean, does this mean we're going to get like Sandman from Spider-Man 3 on Raimi's movies? Like is Thomas Hayden Church going to come back? Like what what in the shit is Andrew Garfield Tobey Maguire? Like what the fuck is happening? Is basically what I what I'm getting from this. This is absolutely fucking bonkers. I cannot believe this. And I'm reading the story right now on Hollywood Reporter. And it just says, uh, haha, they put the next Spider-Man movie is getting a major jolt. Fuck these guys. <laughs> and yeah, it just says that he's in final talks to come back and Marvel has no comment. 
And it does bring up the fact that J.K. Simmons returned as J. Jonah Jameson, but I had always assumed that that was just a different version of J. Jonah Jameson. Not Raimi's. At least, I still think that's what they're trying to say. What the fuck is going on? This is so... I mean, I'm excited. Hopefully they give him the fucking green and yellow suit. That, That would make me happy, but like... What is this? Like... Now watch, as soon as I upload this, there's going to be a story that's like, oh, actually, we got that wrong, and I'm going to seem like a big fucking idiot. But like, oh my god. That is just fucking unbelievable. And I- I'm literally right now going to other um, sources like Deadline Variety just to see if anyone else is reporting on this, see if they can add anything new to it. I'm not seeing anything right now. Let me try the rap. But, uh, yeah, no, if this is true, and, you know, Hollywood Reporter's reputation, it probably is true. But, like, this is gonna... This is really gonna shake some things up. Like, does this mean we're gonna start seeing crossovers from previous Sony films into the MCU? Like, that is unbelievable. And awesome, like, oh my god, if we fucking get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in a movie, not even the next movie, but just eventually get into a a movie, that is going to be just fucking ridiculous. Like, oh my god. Why Electro, though, is still fascinating, because, look, Jamie Foxx is an amazing actor. He's incredible. But he wasn't very good in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And the character wasn't very well written. But the fact that this is happening means shit's going to go down and that there's going to be a live-action Spider-Verse. God, if that happens, I will just burst into tears and I will just run to the nearest movie theater whenever that shit happens, if the theaters fucking stay open. Which is a whole other thing. But yeah, no, this is absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm excited, but... Jesus, I'm going to have to take up drinking if this shit (laughs) keeps happening. This is unbelievable. Like, I'm sorry, I keep repeating that, but, like, this is literally the closest thing to confirmation that we're going to get a live-action Spider-Verse and that they're going to be crossing over these Sony universes and within the MCU because this is going to be in Spider-Man 3. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm shocked. But, you know, hopefully... Hopefully we get more confirmation from Marvel and Sony and we find out even more characters are going to be in Spider-Man 3. We'll have to see. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, th- th- that's going to be it for this, you know, short mini in the closet episode today. Um, we're also going to be audio next week and maybe for a couple more weeks. Um, it's, it's going to be weird transitioning without Ryan on the show. Um, obviously I'm going to be doing some solo stuff and, you know, while I'm editing the film, I don't know how much of it's going to be video. Hopefully only just a couple more weeks of audio only and we'll go back to video. But um, I'm probably going to start having periodic guests on the show. Um, maybe even start doing some interviews. Um, if you guys would like to see me interview some local filmmakers or just local movie fans that I know about, let me know. And um, I can start to reach out maybe just across the pond to some friends over in Europe or maybe... Um, just on the other sides of the states if they'd like to be on the show. Uh, but let me know if that'd be something you'd be interested in in certain interviews. And yeah, um, thank you guys so much for watching, well, listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.